my name is Jeremy, and uh, I've been here at the church for uh, eight and a half years and have the privilege of working with the high school kids. And uh, you've seen a taste of what I get to see every single week. And how awesome is that, that uh, we have youth here who aren't just coming to have fun, um, to get away from the high school troubles, but come and want to uh, change their world and want to do something that's great um, and that is beyond them. This being Youth Sunday, you probably think that I'm here to uh, share a message about youth and about um, kind of the importance of youth. Well, that's not it at all. I'm going to give you a hard message today. So if you think that you're going to leave here excited to uh, go to lunch, I think you're going to be challenged. And... I was debating all week long whether I should change my message and, and uh, give you a, like a lob ball that you could hit out of the park. But God continued throughout the week to say, Jeremy, preach what I've put on your heart. Preach what you have learned from me over the last seven months, because this is what this church needs to hear. This is what we're going to be going through in the next few months, and they need to hear it. And the word that I want you to think about today is the word surrender. And when you think about the word surrender, what does that mean for you? A lot of times I think we think of, when we hear the word surrender, we think of weakness. We think of us being defeated. The word surrender means to give yourself up. And when we think of it in the scriptural context, man, that has a lot of ramifications on our life. See, the world says, don't give up. Never give up. But what does God say? Let's pray. God, I pray that as we come before you now, Lord, that you will speak to us. Lord, that your word will penetrate our hearts. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit, Lord, will will speak to each person here in a way that they cannot deny. In a way that will help them to see what it truly means to live for you. Lord, I know my heart has been changed by this word surrender. Lord, I pray that each person here, Lord, that they will, over the next few months, learn what it truly means to surrender. And Lord... We know it's a daily battle. Lord, who do we surrender to? And Lord, I pray that each person here surrenders to you and your will. In Jesus' name, amen. So let me take you back a few weeks. We were actually in the Dominican Republic on an unbelievable mission trip. And uh, we were serving the people there and impacting their lives. But as we were serving, God really started to change our kids. And so we, we were in a hotel room at the end of our time. And uh, we were just kind of debriefing. And as the kids were talking about the trip, they had so many things that they wanted to surrender to God. So many things that they wanted to give up and say, God, you take over. They wanted to give up their money. They wanted to give up their pursuit of kind of going to college for themselves and saying, God, what do you want for me? I had seven or eight kids who were thinking about missions or church or How can I use my talents to glorify God in a powerful way? 
But as I started to talk to them on the way home, they were scared. And the reason why they were so scared was they had never seen anyone in their life do the things that they were thinking about. Give up the life that they thought they deserved and to follow God. They had never seen it. They had never seen anyone give up half their money and say, I want that to be used for God's kingdom. They had never seen anyone give their time to read through the Bible an entire year, read through the entire thing. They had never seen someone say, you know what, I'm going to give up my job because I'm going to pursue missions and work in Haiti. Now I say never. See, they've heard people up here or they've read a book. But for them, no one in their immediate life had ever done that. For me, my heart breaks for that. Because one, I'm in their life and they don't see it out of me. But two, they're at a church of a thousand people who aren't doing that either. And that challenged me. That challenged me to say, how can I surrender more of my life so these kids have a model and example? These kids are looking for a church that will surrender all. Who will be models of what it means to be authentic Christ followers. Who don't just say, you know what, I'm going to go to church, I'm going to serve. But they're going to give all of themselves to God and say, God, you use me. So let, let me go back a few months in my own life. A few months ago, I uh, had the privilege of standing up front and prayed for a woman after service. And as I'm praying for her, I was convicted. I realized that I'm I'm praying for this woman. There is no power in my prayer. The words that I'm praying over her to be healed were my own words. There's no power in it. And I drove home that day and I cried. Because I realized I was missing something in my life. Okay, I'm a pastor. I should have it all together. I don't. I'm going, God, there has to be more. So that started me on this journey of going, what is there? There has to be something more to to this life. To what God wants to do in and through me. Fast forward two months. I'm on a missions trip to New Orleans. And I'm actually in our dorm house, and I'm reading this book on the Holy Spirit. And as I'm journaling and reading through, God comes and meets with me. And He meets with me, and He just drives me to this word, surrender. And He says, Jeremy, you have to surrender all to me. You're living in control. You're driving the car. I am in the back seat. I need to be in the front. He says, your view of the Holy Spirit is totally distorted. You think the Holy Spirit is something that you need to kind of keep in the box and not allow to be used in your life. Jeremy, I want your finances. I want your job. I want your heart. I want your family. I want all of you. Give it to me. I remember journaling there. And I wrote the words, God, I surrender. And as I wrote those words, there was such a peace in my life. Because I think for the first time, I had fully surrendered to God. I said, God, I want you 
to be in control. So for the last few months, it's been this kind of struggle. How do I do this? And God keeps bringing me back to this passage found in Galatians 5. I'd love for you to turn there. It's found on page 826. Galatians 5, 16 and 17. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. So you are not to do whatever you want. The scripture paints a very clear picture that you and I, every day, are in a battle. There's this thing called the flesh. It's us. It's you and I. It's our human desire. It's that need for wealth and purpose and happiness. It's what we are kind of driven by all the time. But then it paints this picture that there's this thing called the spirit. And the Spirit wants what is in complete opposition to the flesh. Now, as I've been thinking through this for for months, the flesh is what happened after sin. After Adam and Eve, it's what kind of grips us. But when I think of the Spirit, I think of what God originally intended for you and I. And how you and I are called to live in such communion with Him that we're, we're, our lives are directed by that Spirit. In the Spirit, if you want to sum up, what is the message of uh, the Spirit? It's found in Matthew 5, uh, chapter 5 through 7. It's all about how to give up yourself, how to love your enemy, how to pray. How to turn your cheek. That is what the Spirit is all about. Complete opposite from what the world says. The world says don't give up. The world says get as much wealth as you can. The world says do whatever is for yourself that will make you happy. The flesh says, to sum it up, it's all about me. The Spirit, it's all about God. And to be honest, when it's all about God, then it's all about others. It's not about me, but it's about the church. It's about the community outside that doesn't know Christ. It's about the people in the Dominican Republic that are going hungry. It's about a church there that needs help just to pay their bills. What I like about this chat, this, these verses too is the idea to walk by the Spirit. It doesn't say sit on your couch and be led by the Spirit. It says walk. It says move. How unbelievable is it each and every day to have the Spirit move you to do things for Him? Not to sit by and say, you know what? It's only when I go to church or when I read my Bible. It's all the time. It's every moment of the day to walk in the Spirit. The deal is, you you and I, we can't follow both. 
Either we choose to follow the flesh or we follow God in His Spirit. And too often, if you were to draw a line, and this is the flesh, and this is the Spirit, we are way over here. And the only time we think about the Spirit and what He wants is when we're at, the, at church, where we hear a convicting sermon. Maybe if we open up our Bible, or if we're in a community group. But we need to be here each and every day. God says to submit, to give your life to Him. And you're probably saying, hey, Jeremy, I, I don't live in that flesh. I'm a Christ follower. I go to church. I give to the church. I read my Bible. When was the last time God spoke to you? When the Holy Spirit convicted you in such a powerful way that you wrestled with God, saying, God, I can't do that. See, when we are guided by the Holy Spirit, you're going to have that struggle each and every day. Because He'll challenge you how you spend every single dollar, how you spend every single moment of your life will be challenged when we live by the Holy Spirit. The words that have struck me most in this passage are the last few words. You are not to do whatever you want. Jeremy Taylor cannot live for whatever he wants. What does that mean for me each and every day? Transformed my life. How I think, how I pray, what I do with everything that God has given me. Who runs your life? Who runs your finances? Your time? Your desire for a new car or a new house? Your desire for Dunkin' Donuts coffee every single morning? When was the last time God spoke to you? and challenge you to surrender something huge, something big. For me, as I've been learning what it means to surrender, God's been teaching me some things on how to submit to the Holy Spirit. I was challenged by Dan a few months ago when he preached his sermon. And when, one of the challenging things in his sermon was he started every day in worship of God. So I have taken that and I do the same thing. I loved in the morning to listen to my sports radio and get caught up on what happened the night before. Now, I put on my CD and I worship God. I have people look at me when I'm sitting in traffic because I'm singing at the top of my lungs and going, God, it's all for you. My life is yours today. That has changed how I live each and every day. I come to work with such joy and such passion to live for Him because I simply started saying, God, I'm all for you. I've also learned to surrender my view of the Holy Spirit. For me, I grew up uh, going to a church that didn't have a really vibrant youth group. So I went to this other church, um, and they were very charismatic. And it kind of turned me off 
for a long time to the Holy Spirit. And I kind of shut the Holy Spirit out and said, I can, I can do this. I have Jesus and I have God. But God said, you know what? I want you to start with a clean slate. Experience what I've given you in the Holy Spirit. So I've started to read books, study Scripture, and God has opened my eyes. And the biggest thing I do each and every day, throughout the day, is I say, Holy Spirit, teach me who you are. By simply saying that, the way I pray, the way I use my time, the way I think and have God's, God's eyes has transformed how I live. For me, it's also my time. God has taught me to surrender my time. One of the things that, that I'm doing all these things, I have my hands in all these different things at BlackRock, but God has brought me back to, Jeremy, when you surrender your time, the one thing I want you to do is I want, I want you to mentor people. And so this last few months, I've devoted hours out of my day when I don't have them to say, I'm going to meet with people and help them to take ownership of their faith. And what joy it is to see people around me who truly understand what it means to surrender, to give up. And God's taught me to surrender my time, and He will give me what I need to get the rest of my job done because I'm surrendering and being guided by Him. One of the things about working in the high school ministry is that um, every year I have to recruit some new leaders. Because if some leaders leave or uh, just not working out, and so uh, this year I had to recruit eight adult leaders for uh, this fall. And for me, that is the most daunting task, and I dread it. I dread asking someone to say, hey, will you serve and give up your Tuesday nights? I, I, for eight years, I've hated that. But God said very clearly this year, Jeremy, surrender it. Don't worry about it. I will provide. As I started to pray and say, God, I know you will provide. I surrender this to you. God, in the, in the matter of three weeks, brought six all-stars to me. I never had to go and talk to them. They came up and said, Jeremy, I want to serve with the high school ministry. It blew me away. I literally was on my knees the one morning in my office saying, God, it's, this is you. I surrender. I see what it truly means to give up. That you will provide because you are in control. I was on a bus ride in the Dominican Republic, and as we were driving, um, we were on this road that bordered Haiti. And a lot of you know that uh, I have a, a new son uh, named Blake. He's he's uh, nine months old, and uh, absolutely adore him. We were on this bus, and God gave me a vision. There was this kid running alongside our bus, and he was begging. And I've been on this road five times before, and I've seen kids beg every single year. And I was asking God, God, continue to break my heart. 
Because there's kids that need me. And I didn't realize what I was praying at that moment. But this kid is running alongside the bus. And instead of seeing his face, I saw my son's face. You want to talk about being wrecked. I was wrecked. I was broken. I told our team that night, and for five minutes, I weeped. And I've been struggling with kind of the, what, what God do you want me to learn from this? What is it that you want to teach me from this vision, from this breaking me? And here's what he taught me. And it's taken me two months to learn what he truly wanted to teach me. Jeremy, every child on this earth is yours. Every child. It doesn't have to be your own flesh and blood. Every child is yours because I have created them all. And I have asked you to go and reach all of them. So God, what does that mean for me? What do you want from me then? And he said, I want you to meet their, both their physical and their spiritual needs. Both your sons, but also kids all across the world. And he was speaking to me about my finances, specifically. And I'm going, God, I don't have any extra money. My wife's not working anymore. I'm a youth pastor. I don't have any extra money. I've run the numbers a million times. I don't have it. Bang. Dunkin' Donuts coffee every single morning. Give it up. Give it up. By me giving up my Dunkin' Donuts coffee, that's $70 a month that I spent. $2.25 every single morning. Two kids out I can support in the Dominican Republic. My car. Okay, it's old. It's 11 years old. It's a lot of miles on it. I've been thinking, hey, it's time for me to, to kind of upgrade. God says, you know what? For the next three years, you're not upgrading. I will provide. I'll get you by. You don't need it. That money that you can use for that can be used for greater things. Jeremy, you don't need to eat lunch out every day. I know it's a lot more convenient to run down the subway and get it. Bring your own lunch. Jeremy, when you go to Target and you're walking around the store, instead of just walking around and seeing something that is not on your list, don't buy it. I would leave Target with my wife all the time with stuff. I'm going, we didn't come in for that. So now my wife and I, the only things that we buy are what we have on our list before we enter that door. The other day, we were standing at the door going, what are the things that we need? Because I did not want to be that guy that just walks through and spends my money. He convicted me about cable. I'm a huge sports fan. I'm so excited about the football season coming up. I gave up cable this week. I don't have any more. $100 right there. That Over $1,000 this year I will have to give to God's kingdom. God has transformed my life. Now, I'm giving all these things up. You would think, 
I'm stressed or I'm anxious about them or I don't have as much joy. I am free. I am absolutely free. How great it is not to have that temptation of the TV, but to go, you know what? I have nothing else. I can spend my time with my son. I can love on him a little more. And here's what's best about all the things that God's been teaching me about surrender, about giving TV, other things up, is I am modeling to my son and to the youth of this church what it truly means to surrender. What it means to give up all. And God gave me another vision a few weeks ago. I was struggling. We're about to build a new, a new church. Jeremy, how much can I, or I was saying, God, how much can, can I give? And God gave me the vision of my son coming to know Christ here at this church. $30 million is a daunting task. I don't know how we're going to raise that. But I know my son is going to come to know Christ in this new church. I'm going to give up all. It doesn't matter if I have cable, a new car. The most important thing for me is my son comes to know Christ. It's going to be in a new church where he's going to see people who have surrendered, who have given up all, who say, God, it's all about you. See, this church and this new church is not about me. It's about my son and his friends. It's about all the community out there that needs to hear the gospel. It needs to see people fully surrender. It's economically, we're going, how do we do this? My 401k is tanking. I don't have extra money. But God has put it on my heart, and I hope he puts it on yours, to say, you know what? We need this church to be a light. And we can give up. We can sacrificially give and make it so that we can build this church. The biggest thing I've learned is that I need to surrender. Surrender all. My finances, my time, my reading the Bible, my view of the Holy Spirit. And as I surrender and give it up, God does something incredible. He gives you great joy and great freedom. He gives you something that you think is impossible as you give and surrender. But what He gives you is the joy of the Holy Spirit. I challenge you this week to give up, to surrender, and say, God, you are in control. I hope that you'll have tears this week as God breaks you. I hope that you will struggle at night saying, Holy Spirit, I know you're calling me to this, but this is impossible. I've never thought this way. How can I do this? He wants you. So start to question. Start to ask. And if you have nothing that comes to mind when you say, this is why I need to surrender, that means you're living in control. That means it's all about you. You're living in the flesh. And God wants you to live in the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. Not to do whatever you want, but to do His will. To do His will to restore the world. 
to build a new church where thousands of people will come to know Christ, where my son will experience God. There's nothing greater. There's nothing that I'd rather give up in my life than to see those things happen, to see God work in and through me. I challenge you. I plead with you. Surrender. There's nothing greater. This week, you can look on the the Facebook page of BlackRock or in our weekly email. I'm giving you a challenge each and every day. A song, a scripture, something to do, how to fast. Because I think this idea of surrender is not just something you're going to hear here, but you have to wrestle with. And so look and see what we're putting out there and how you can be challenged each and every day to surrender more. What I've learned about surrender is it's not a one-time thing. It's a daily struggle. And God will continue to convict me about how I can surrender more of my life because there's so much more that God wants for me and how I can be used to bring the world to know Jesus Christ. Let's pray. God, thank you for your word. Lord, I, I am so thankful for what you have taught me. Lord, I thank you for this Galatians passage that has transformed my life. Lord, I pray that it will transform many people in this church. Lord, I pray that you will convict people. Lord, that you will show people what it truly means to surrender all. Lord, we give our lives to you. Lord, get us on our knees this week. Get us in the attitude and in the posture to give up all to you. To surrender and say, God, you are in control of everything. My car keys, my wallet, my TV, my relationships, my friendships. Lord, it's all you. Will you break us and help us to truly understand what it means to walk by your spirit? In Jesus' name, amen. May this church this week truly learn what it means to surrender.